Hello, and welcome to the Virtue Podcast. I'm Christy Robillard, and I'll be teaching from James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26, where James connects the dots of how real Christian faith produces, believes, and even takes risks. This is the crescendo point of James' entire letter. Everything written before and everything written after points to this, where James says, So you see. Faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. That's James 2.17, our memory verse for this session. James isn't saying that you must produce good works to be saved, but that if you're really saved, you will produce good works. I'm remembering a scene from an older movie that I think applies to James' point. It's from the movie The Sixth Sense, where one of the characters sees dead people. But the surprising plot is that these dead people don't know they are dead. Well, change the names and adjust the plot line, and this becomes a scene from James chapter 2. We all know people who say they have faith in Christ. They say they are Christians, that they believe Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. But their lives say something entirely different. They are alive, but their faith is dead. So James is writing in very strong terms to jolt and to wake up those who say they believe but don't live a life which is consistent with real faith in Jesus. Don't be fooled that just by believing who Jesus is, this makes you a real Christian any more than a demon that believes is a Christian. James reminds us that even demons believe in verse 19. James is calling out the posers, those who are all talk but no action, the chronic sinners who never really repent and turn from their sin. They are not stirred into action. The pew potatoes, those who attend Sunday service but never move into action. And for those who are faithful with a life of good works behind them, to continue in action. And on that note, have you noticed there is no retirement seen in any of the faithful lives recorded in scripture? Not one. Sometimes health struggles stop the pace of service for sure, and we may not be able and probably won't be able to continue at the pace of our younger years. Serving often looks different. As we get older and, you know, just enter into our senior years. Did you know we have group leaders that are well into their 80s? And they so inspire me as I see them running as hard as ever by serving week in and week out. And they're so dependable. They understand their calling. They understand their opportunities. And they understand the mission of our day. And this is my nod to you. I see you. And so do so many others. So James is both educating and exhorting that faith must work. It must be productive. If your faith doesn't produce, it is dead. It's that simple. I became so intrigued by this word dead that James uses from verse 17 that I did a little word study on it. And then I became enlightened. So get this. In the Greek, that word is necros. This is where science derives the word necrotic or necrosis, which is the death of most or all of the cells in an organ or tissue by disease, injury or general 
physical lack of blood flow in the body. So you can be alive, but still have dying or dead things inside of you. I know a person who had chronic issues with their gallbladder, finally had surgery, and afterwards the surgeon described their gallbladder had become necrotic. It was dead and decaying. They were alive, but had a dead thing inside of them. So think about this. Only things that once were alive have the potential to experience necrosis or death. When we become a believer in Jesus, we receive his spirit within us. We are born again. His spirit has given us new life, and his spirit is alive within us. We are a new creation, as Paul describes in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And as a new creation, we are created to live a life of faith, doing faith-like things. When we don't live out our faith, our faith begins to atrophy and then begins the process of spiritual necrosis or dead faith. So I have three short points for you note takers. Faith produces, faith believes, and faith takes risk. So for our first point, faith produces We are given an example as James writes about seeing a brother or a sister in verses 15 and 16 who are in need, and you know about their need, and yet you don't do anything in a tangible way to help their need. So it's not if, but when you see a brother or a sister in need, you're the one God is calling to help, not someone else. It's a divine appointment for you. Now, sometimes you can't help, but maybe you know someone who can, and this is the exception. I've called on my husband more times than I can count to help someone where I wasn't able or where I felt like I needed his nod to move forward with the type of help that I thought was needed. But that's the exception. As I said, it's not the rule. It's being willing to miss out, to do without, and being inconvenienced. Needs usually present themselves unannounced, and you have a choice in that moment to stop and meet the need or to continue on as if you never knew about the need. Remember Mordecai's counsel to Queen Esther? This is what he said, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. This is Esther 4.14. Seldom is anything what it presents on the surface. You never know what God is doing in the unseen in another person's life and the potential in yours through meeting a need. And if you don't, God will. He will use someone else and they will receive the blessing that was meant for you. It may look like a $20 bill, a gas card, a couple of bags of groceries, dropping off a homemade meal and not one from a restaurant, or taking someone's trash to the street and returning the cans later, checking on a neighbor you haven't seen in a few days, sitting in a hospital waiting room with a brother or a sister or in an actual hospital room, or it may be sitting with someone who is in deep grief without saying a word like Job's friends. And when Job's friends saw him, they raised their voices and wept. They tore their robes and they sat down with Job for seven days and seven nights and no one spoke a word. That's Job 2 verses 12 through 13. Have you ever done this? 
Sometimes words are helpful, but there is nothing that comes close to just sitting and sharing in the pain of someone else just by being there. Those friends of Job's went out of their way. It wasn't convenient. Even disrupting their own lives, their families were without them for the entire time that they were with Job. It wasn't comfortable sitting with their friend who was in every kind of pain for seven days straight without a word, but it was the perfect thing to do in that moment. It was when they began talking that things started to go south. So you see, sometimes this is exactly the type of faith that works, that we are called to. And so faith that produces is just responding to the need, however it may look, at the moment it calls. If you see the need, you are the one called to meet the need. So now moving on to our second point, faith believes. James uses Abraham as an example of faith that believes from verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? And verse 23, scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God. Isaac was the child of promise the miracle baby. Abraham and Sarah were already quite elderly, long past childbearing age, when God fulfilled his promise of them conceiving their own child. And then the test came. When that child of promise was a young man, the word in Genesis 22 verse 1 says that God tested Abraham. And this is the key to understanding what is being communicated in both passages of scripture in James 2 and Genesis 22. God knew how Abraham would respond, but did Abraham know how he would respond? The test was extreme and God proved to Abraham his faith was extreme too, that Abraham really believed God. Abraham held nothing back, believing that for whatever reason, God is right, God is good, and God has a purpose in everything that he calls us to do. And when we obey God in the moment, in full obedience, not half obedience, we too prove what we really believe about God. What point of obedience is God calling you to? Are you ignoring him? Or are you just saying no to him? Do you realize when you do this, you are missing out on all the good and the blessings that God wants to shower on you? Ask yourself this. What would be the best post note about your life? Wouldn't one of the best pot notes be the same as Abraham's? To have your life summed up in just three words, and I'll use myself as an example, Christy believed God. I sure would. I would love for that to be the post note of my life. And now for our third point, faith takes risks. Of all people, James references a prostitute as our example, a faith that takes risks, Rahab. In verse 25, Rahab lived in Jericho in a pagan Canaanite culture. Joshua, who was Moses' successor, had sent two men to spy on the land they were to conquer. When they arrived in Jericho, the word in Joshua 2 tells us they went to Rahab's home and stayed there. Why Rahab's home? Scripture doesn't explain, but maybe it's just because her door was always open. You know, that was her business. But to quote Rahab, 
She said this when they came to her, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you has fallen on us. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, who you utterly destroyed. And when we heard it, our hearts melted and no courage remained. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven, above and on earth beneath. This is Joshua 2 verses 9 through 11. Rahab by birth would have been a natural enemy to the Jews, but by faith she became an ally. And so this incident about the spies coming to her home and the king sent, you know, the men to question her because they knew that she was harboring these men. And you know what? This was an act of treason. She could have been killed and her entire household if she was found out. It was dangerous. It was risky. But Rahab had faith that the God of Israel is God. The little knowledge that Rahab had about God was enough. What she heard about God, she believed about God. And what she believed about God meant the risk was worth it. Rahab had stalks of flax, which a gust of wind could have blown off of the spies and literally blown their cover. It was ridiculous. But the risk paid off in great dividends. The spies were concealed, and Rahab and her household ultimately were saved. One of my favorite quotes is by Jim Cimbala from his book, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, where he's writing about David when he took the risk by going after Goliath. Cimbala writes, David's weaponry was ridiculous, a sling and five stones. It didn't matter. God still uses foolish tools in the hands of weak people to build his kingdom. God was building his kingdom, and Rahab, a prostitute, was called to be a co-laborer in the kingdom work because she had faith that works, and it's so inspiring. So what is God calling you to do right now? Is it meeting a need that you've just been made aware of? so that you can be the tangible hands of Christ. Remember, see the need, meet the need. Or is it believing God by obeying his voice today and not tomorrow? If you wait for tomorrow, I'll bet you'll never do what God is saying you must do today. Or is God presenting you an opportunity that seems risky as you consider all of the risks from a worldly point of view? You'll only muddle your understanding because you can't reason with the things of this world that belong to faith. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5.7 So don't be satisfied by staying on the sidelines of the life you were created to live. You were created to live an active life of faith where possibilities are endless. You know what? I really enjoy preparing this study a lot. I've been so inspired, and it is my prayer that you have been as well. So friends, live a life of faith that works, and God bless you.